Hello, you're listening to Artspin on Sim Nation with myself, Christian, today. And I'm really happy to be joined on the phone right now by Jesse McKibben, um, who's here to talk to us about Nike's upcoming show, Please Hold, at the National Circus Centre in Peran. How are you doing today, Jesse? Yeah, well, thanks. Awesome. Yeah, are you excited to be part of this production? Sure you yeah, are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so could you tell us a bit about what audiences can expect and what you'll be doing in the show and what your um, classmates, I believe, will be doing in the show? Well, it's our last, our last ensemble show for um third year at NICA, and it, it's a bit of a different show. Uh, it's There's a lot of large group ensemble acts, uh, a lot of working together as a team and... It's been a good experience because uh, we all specialise in certain areas, but uh, in this show we got the chance to do lots of different things. So everyone gets to do a little bit of all different apparatuses and, and skills. So there's a lot of group acrobatics, there's a juggling act, there's, there's a really cool act where there's just one single point trapeze and the whole class is underneath it and we all get to do... Uh, a little bit on the trapeze and, yeah, move, move around in the space and sort of dodge it as it goes. Uh, there's another act where there's a whole series of ropes and we all get to climb up and down them and, yeah, a few other little bits and pieces. Awesome. And what, like when, when you first um, started to um, learn circus, I guess, like what, what, um, how did you sort of start out? Like what was the first thing, what was the first uh, skill, I guess, that you kind of took to um, or were first interested in that got you in interested in the first place? Uh, I picked up unicycling when I was about 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's what got me on the path. Uh, so I took that up with a friend and I used to ride that to, to work and back and to school and everywhere I went. And then from there I found some circus classes at Circus Oz and it sort of snowballed from there. But I've picked up Fire spinning after that, and then heard about Nike and moved on to there. Oh, cool! Yeah. Also, so you'd ride a, out and about. You'd ride a unicycle, like um, on the road or on the footpath, or like regularly to, to and from. Um, yeah, on, yeah, on the footpath. It's oh, a yeah. little bit too slow for the road. <laughs> oh wow! Did you did you see many other um, unicyclists like um, along the way, or were you kind of, were usually the, the only one on the footpath that you could see? Yeah, you, you don't usually come across anyone yeah. else on a unicycle. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, do, do <laughs> you get mean, a lot like, of dim- uh, silly remarks, though. Silly comments. Oh, <laughs> what like? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, have you lost a wheel? Oh, okay, <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, but I guess that's that's really good though. Like, I, I don't know how many, um, yeah, how how often you kind of see like um, circus being taken. Well, well, obviously it's taken out in the street, but yeah, in in such a sort of like. I know, casual way, I guess, or even like a practical, like a practical way, like it's actually a mode of transport. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. Good to bring into everyday life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good way to get good at something too. It gives you a lot of extra practice. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. But was it, was it um, uh, fire spinning that was kind of like the first um, inspiration? I think I, I heard, for, like I was reading for when you were 14, like seeing fire spinning, that's kind of what like first, pardon the pun, sparked your interest in circus? Yeah, absolutely. I picked it up at a, at a festival and learned a few tricks and from there found a lot of like little meetups where you could um, go and share skills and teach each other and uh, and from there picked up a few gigs and it just, 
yeah, snowballed, and I still do a lot of fire performing today. Oh, really? So it was a good, yeah, it was a good um, little stepping stone into the circus industry. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, and just because, in, um, and though you studied painting as well, um, do you, do you, have you kept that up alongside um, your studies at NICA? I have, I have. So I was painting for about eight years before I came to NICA, and I was doing that with a big company. I was doing rope work, so abseiling down the side of buildings to paint them, which is a lot of fun. But now, since I've been at school, I've just done a little bit of work with my dad painting for, you know, a bit of pocket money on the side. Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, that's yeah. painting. Oh, so that's actually, like, not that curiously kind of similar to, like, circus in a way, I guess. Like, it's, it's, it's painting, but it has this, like, aerial sort of aspect to it, which is cool. Oh. Yeah, a little bit more danger, a bit of excitement. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit more extreme painting. Um, cool. <laughs> so, um, like, I'm curious, like, um, psychologically to do circus stuff, like, like obviously there's the, there's a the physical training and the academic training as well um, that you do at NICA. Um, but, yeah, like, the, um, could you tell us about, um, like, like, the sort of headspace you usually have to be in when you're both, like, learning these skills and also... Um, performing them in you know, a show like Please Hold. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you want a, a really clear headspace. Um, you, you need to be focused and uh, on the ball. Um, <laughs> Another pun, yeah. For, well, for some <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, and when performing, even, even more so, I'd say, like really in the moment, you need to be focused and you're not usually thinking about much else than what what has to be done and at the same time ironically you need to be interacting with the audience and um giving giving them some like opportunities to share the experience as well oh yeah so does it take a lot of work to well specifically to get to that point where you can both like i guess do the trick and perform the trick like in selling it to the audience like interacting with them as well as you know actually doing a thing yeah for sure you um when you're performing you want to be performing skills that you're very comfortable with obviously you don't want to be performing things that you're you're going to be nervous about or uh there's the chance of stuffing up because uh under the pressure of being in front of an audience you know things like your timing or your even your breathing that sort of thing can change so yeah, you want to be performing skills that you're really comfortable with so that you can actually be a little bit more present and focus on the audience and your character or the music cues or anything else that's going on as well. Mm. And, and um, your fellow performers, like, do you, do you have to do much of that, um, I guess, yeah, taking Please Hold as an example? Are there many acts where you have to be, like, aware of your fellow performers as well, like, spatially and, and all of that, as well as the music cues and such, and just yourself? Absolutely, especially since there's so many of us on stage at once. I think there's there's about twenty of us in the cast, um, and a lot of most of the acts, there's majority of us are on stage. So you've got to be really cautious of like your spacing and what everyone else is doing, as well as what you're doing, so you don't collide paths. Yeah, you don't want to be getting in anyone's way. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and like for for learning these skills as well, are there could you tell us a bit about, um, like, I guess, like the training wheel sort of stages, if there, if there are such, like compared to the final sort of product that an audience would see, like the kind of end point of learning the skill um, versus like 
beginner sort of level um, where you know it might be a bit like less dangerous than the final sort of piece. Well, obviously, it's with circuses. The OHNS sort of rules are a little bit different. Uh, obviously, you're going to be doing things that are quite dangerous and putting yourself in situations that. Uh, are going to be a lot more risky. So with any harder skill, you've really got to work it up from baby steps. So, you know, when we're learning, especially we use a lot of matting, uh, crash mats and lunge lines and spotters, people to catch if something's going to go wrong. Uh, and you just got to really slowly work that up, build up the drills and your strength and coordination for a particular skill uh, and just gradually, gradually progress until... It's in your body and comfortable, and it's going to be safe. Mm. And like commun- that whole communication thing as well, um, no doubt. When you're working with other, um, yeah, other performers, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of communication. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, have you ever had anything not, not go seriously wrong? But you know, like when you, when you were learning, of course. Like whenever someone's learning something, of course, like there's the potential for things to go wrong. Um, but yeah, are there any like you know things you might have learnt the hard way? Well, not even that dramatic, just like rookie errors um, that you know, funny to look at. <laughs> every, yeah. Every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the time. Uh, but if, you, if you're doing it in a, a safe way, then those sorts of mistakes usually aren't uh, really detrimental and you can just, you know, have a laugh about them, shake it off and try again. Every now and then, uh, because of the nature of what we do, uh, people can get injured. You know, that's just something you have to, to work through and try and be smart about and manage inju- injuries. So, you know, you can keep on keep on going. If you if you get a serious injury, that's going to put you out for quite some time and really uh, alter your career, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. I guess you would have to, like, yeah, really think about those long-term effects as well. Yeah. In, yeah, in many ways. What was the first step would you say to sort of getting where you are now, at now um, with your circus career you know from when, when you were younger and when you were when you were still at that stage of like looking at this as a really cool thing that you'd like to do um, but what was the first step you took to actually well yeah doing it as a career um, I, I, I did always have the, the performing on the side of my so when I was working full-time as a painter I would always do it on the side and I, I suppose hearing about Nika was the sort of the step in that direction so quit, quitting my job after working there for so long, obviously that's always going to be a bit of a scary thing to do. But yeah, just deciding deciding to go to NICA, which I'd known about for quite some time, and spending the hours to try and get in there. When I finally did quit the job and I got the acceptance letter into NICA, that was the, okay, yeah, I'm going to set out to do this as my full-time stick. Hmm. Wow. And, and that's the, the painting job you're, you're talking about? The one that you... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. How did you know that was? How did you know or feel that was the right decision to um, leave painting and and go full time circus? I think it's always good to to mix things up and you know keep things fresh, try new things, do things that are a bit risky, and put yourself out there. So you know, I've been I've been painting for eight years, as I said, and I think that's more than enough time to <laughs> <laughs> mix it up. So. Yeah, I, I think I just knew because it had been, uh, you know, a long enough period of time. Yeah, long enough period of time to just want something new, you know, change it up. Hmm. Yeah. Right. 
talking about like mixing up and trying new things do you, do you think you know you'll stay in circus for at least like a long time or is, is there now i guess like the next the next sort of thing that you're you know you're looking at towards that you know you might want to try next um or do uh, alongside circus you know to keep it fresh as you said <laughs> um yeah absolutely uh i've been working with the the riggers at the school like just on the school holidays and that sort of thing uh, and because I've got the, the past experience um, in the industrial industry, uh, so I've gone and got my rigors ticket, and I'd like to keep working within the performance industry, but with some of the more, uh, more behind-the-scenes type stuff. So I'm still, I'm still interested in performing, and I'll keep doing that on the side, of course, but I, w- I would also like uh, this other avenue of being behind the scenes to be a part of it in a different way. Mm, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for um, chatting, with, chatting with me today, Jesse. Were, were there any last things you wanted to say about Please Hold, Nika, yourself, I suppose, and, um, yeah, your uh-huh. career? <laughs> well, yeah, come, come check it out. Uh, it should be a really fun show. We're all really excited to, to do it. I'm really excited for the new experiences at the end of this whole Nika degree. It's been a fun journey, and, yeah, it should be a really, really fun experience. Awesome. Well, yeah. if people would like to come along, it's running from uh, Wednesday, November the 29th to through the um, Saturday the 9th of December at the National Circus Centre in Peran. You can head to nyka.com.au for more information. Thanks so much again, Jesse, and best of luck with the show. Can't wait to see it. Thank you.